Hi, everybody. This is your Keeper speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to A Horror Borealis and for being patient with us as this week's episode is getting up a little bit late. I was on vacation, and by vacation, I mean I was camping in the middle of the woods, and it was great, but it was not conducive to getting an episode up on time. So I appreciate you sort of sticking with us. Uh, we are back to AHB 76 this week, as I'm assuming you noticed from clicking on the episode title, and this is part three, I think, of our fun little adventure. This one was kind of wild to record. Uh, we were getting back into it after a little bit of time away and the energy was um, a little bit frenetic, but it was very, very fun. Literally always a joy to be in this space with these folks. And there's really not too much to say about it that can't be experienced by simply diving into the episode itself, but I did want to give you a heads up at the beginning in case anyone is listening to this with their children that there does get to be a little bit of a conversation with uh, Cecilia Price's father, Mr. Price, just discussing the nature of the war itself. And tonally, while we keep it light, there are some bigger questions raised in this one. So if you're listening with a youngster, um, maybe be open to that conversation and just know where it's headed, because it might come up. I think it's an important conversation and one worth having, but you might not be in the place to do it right now. So... Maybe arm yourself with the knowledge for those big questions and see what you come up with. It might be an interesting little journey of discovery for everyone involved. It certainly was for us. I also recommend listening to this episode with a box of Pop-Tarts, Andy, because chances are you will want one. I know that I do. On that note, the part of Mongoose is played by J.V. Hampton Van Sant. The part of Cecilia is played by M.J., the part of Davy is played by our very own Val Patron, who also did the audio editing for this episode, as for I think all the other episodes of AHB76 so far, so an enormous thank you to Val. And the theme music, which you are about to hear, is by Andrew Giada. I don't think I have any other announcements for you, so I'll let you dive straight into the episode and join us on Sitka Street. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the podcast. Bye! So it has been a while. It's been a hot minute since we were here in the zone. Auto zone? Auto zone. I'm so glad you do that because every time I say that, that's also I... what I think. <laughs> I can't. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Y'all. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm ready. I am ready to get kind of wet and wild. Hey, hang on. Hang on. Just what? already broke. <laughs> oh, no. What you... Absolutely. I, I already oh. just... <laughs> Anyway, already broken. <laughs> That's yeah, gonna have to it's all be cut. That was nasty. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no cold opens in this show. Um, anyway, when last we left off, if memory serves, and I like to believe that it does because I do occasionally make myself notes, um, we found our heroes, our young squadron, uh, inside the record station, and you had been up there uh, sort of building out the space on a metatextual level but inside of the fiction you were picking up your record orders uh, flipping through things enjoying a cup of coffee and sort of uh, treating your new friend Eamon to a little bit of social enjoyment when you were startled to find the I don't think we've named it inside of the fiction the the specter the creature the threat that you have been made aware of the spooky boy. Spooky man. The spooky boy? Yes. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Again, I don't think we've developed it. I don't think the characters have a name for it. I know what I call it in my notes, but I don't know what all of you want to call it. We'll address it in fiction. Tim. I want to name it Tim. <laughs> a bold decision. Can't say I disagree with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tim is... Tim is something else I'll feels strong <laughs> feels right yeah uh you're oh, not, Lord. yeah um the plan was i believe before you were so rudely interrupted by the appearance of this spooky boy this haunted entity 
that you were going to go embark on some magic practice with Eamon. So that can still be your decision. You can try to invoke a confrontation with this haunted being, or you can uh, try to make a clean escape. You can do pretty much whatever you want. The world is yours, and it is an open book, so to speak. But that's where we find ourselves right now. You're inside the record station. Millie is at the front desk, for lack of a better term. The counter, I guess, is what they call them inside of retail establishments. Um, Adam Kennedy had just walked in to pick up a Springsteen album, which MJ correctly reminded me of. Fiction came out the previous year and not this year, and I wanted to make sure that that was made clear on air. Um, And... Then the uh, the specter appeared. So Eamon pointed it out. All of you now having it pointed out to you can see it clearly. What do you wish to do? God, I no. have a potentially bold move. Okay. I want to go touch it. You want to go touch it? <laughs> Between the three of us, that feels like the thing that Davey would do. <laughs> Wow. But, but, let I me like, listen. Let me explain myself. We're all chaotic mm. teams in this. Continue. Cecilia this is, is a logic-minded young scientist, probably. I don't know if we established what she's actually good at, but she likes empirical evidence. And to my knowledge, as her... um creator Mm -hmm. i i don't think she's ever seen anything like this before i think she's maybe interested in finding out she's scared but she's gonna gonna go touch it Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like give it a little poke see if i love that it's her can i I contribute to this i have a contribution to this so i have um (laughs) because investigation for no reason um i have like plastic bags with I think um Mongoose's intent for those was evidence bags on the off chance they were needed. Um and mm-hmm. and like a plastic jar of some kind. So just sort of in looking at the entity that we could all now see and thinking, I don't know what type of material that is, that what it's made out of. So I'm gonna just take out this glass jar right here and uh, <laughs> And if you're going to approach it, I'm going to just see if it's liquid or solid or like a gas and I could just, like just put it in the jar. And you're going to collect a little bit of it. That is literally... <laughs> you're just going to Danny Phantom this boy in a mason jar. I love it. <laughs> that was flipping That's going to be terrible audio. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're just going to Danny Phantom this little guy. Huh? That's so funny. Um, okay, I love that. So, Cecilia, if that's what you're going to yeah. do, uh, describe your approach to me. Do you take the jar, or both of you going up? I I can leave that up to to, to old Mongoose. Um, I feel like probably we would both go up. Yeah. Mongoose is not one to stand behind and let, you know, somebody else get in on the action. But Cecilia is very cautiously no. sort of, like, circling around the outside, like, trying to see if... Because it's standing behind Adam, right? Um, I would say it's it's slightly hovering. Yeah, I don't think okay. you necessarily see feet making contact with the ground, but it's certainly not like up on the ceiling. It's at a height that you could interact with. Okay, so no feet picks then. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, you cannot get spectral feet picks. <laughs> I forgot how chaotic this group was. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth, I immediately remember this is the show for children. <laughs> That's so funny, though. But Ugh. I, um, well, if it is hovering, like, also, I need to tell you that in my mind, I am also weirdly imagining this thing like a, like a ghost spider monkey that is just latched onto his back, which is, I know, probably not what this looks like, but that was what I was picturing in my head, but also like a ghost. You know like, what? I, I love I love these images and I want to work with them. So by all means, like one of the cool sort of core tenets about kids on bikes as a game is that essentially you have as much control over the world as I do. So if there is something that you are envisioning really strongly, that's going to make you feel like very invested in what's happening and going to give you some cool space to play with, then as far as I'm concerned, that's canonical. So a lot of these things are going to be left kind of open-ended for the purpose of giving us all room to play together. So yeah, by all means, if that's what you're envisioning, like keep describing that to me. And, um, you know, if the other two want to like chip in as well, then yeah, let's, let's all build this thing. Yeah. 
So the, what I've been imagining uh, since last we talked about it, because we sort of saw um, saw it first as an illustration in Eamon's sketchbook, is like I think it's very scribbly, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like it look it doesn't look corporeal. It looks kind of indistinct and scary and like something that you would sort of like draw in the background of a spooky like comic. You know what I kind of love? I kind of love the idea that like when you see it in the sketchbook, this thing does have kind of like scribbly outlines and and, like a weird sketchy shape to it. And sort of when you would first see it, I think the assumption would be, oh, this drawing is just kind of vague. But like when you see it in person, that is just literally what it looks like. Yeah, it's a photorealistic drawing to me. (laughs) (laughs) It is quite just vague, uh, which I love. Like, I was partially also imagining it. um, Do y'all remember in the original, like in the original Pokemon game when you got to, um, oh God, what was that town? The one Mm -hmm. with the ghost? Lavender Town. Lavender Town. Lavender Town. There we go. When you got to Lavender Town without the scope, and you like walk into that building, and you just immediately encounter a bunch of ghosts, and you get scared and can't fight them. I'm partially picturing that, but also weirdly a spider monkey. I don't know. Again, do not know why spider monkey keeps coming up. I think it might have something to do with the last episode. <laughs> um, but like, it's just sort of clinging, clinging kind of, but like also vaguely. I don't know. Also kind of Miyazaki-ish in my mind a little bit, how I'm picturing it, too. Um, in the way of, like, oh, it's a this ethereal thing that's just sort of there, but also hard to look at, hard to see, and also is threatening and... and, and, and... I kind of like this idea of it clinging, like, the, the mental image of this thing being something that holds on to you in some physical way is very enticing to me because of what it is. I think that the imagery of this being something Mm. that like hangs on your back or like weighs on your shoulders and you can't see it necessarily if you're somebody affected by it, but it does feel like there's a heaviness there that that's fascinating to me. I think that that's fun poetry to play with. There's some nice like symbolismo there with like soldiers and trekking through Vietnam with their, you know, Tim O'Brien, the things they carried, backpacks. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's oh, neat. That, <laughs> that's, I love when all of this hits me very, very hard, but also, like, just in in the actual moment. Love that. Because I have been thinking Yeah, about maybe these sort of, like, spindly, scribbly limbs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, Into it. Yes. In approaching it, I think Cecilia is primarily trying to see if Millie can see it mm-hmm. um, because it would be like right in her line of sight. Sure. It doesn't uh, seem that she can. Okay. So, mm. I mean, she's just going cautiously going for it, trying to keep an eye on the thing and mm-hmm. see if it, you know, notices her or what it's kind of doing. Yeah. I think um, one yeah. of the advantages that you have in this situation is that the two adults are having a conversation and like most adults that have a conversation, they're not paying a lot of attention to the kids. Bless. <laughs> Fortunate. I think I'm going to watch Cecilia do this and then be like behind, behind her, or just like have the thing ready, mm-hmm. have the, have the sort of jar ready, just seeing what happens. Also thinking desperately, like looking just sort of around and thinking desperately, like, where did I put, where did I put the knife? I don't remember where I put the knife. I should probably know where I put that, but it's somewhere around here. But the jar first for science. Uh, I think that, uh, Cecilia, you can touch it. I think there is a sensation when your hand meets where this thing would be. What do you want that sensation to be? Open to uh, building that sort of together, mm-hmm. but my first instinct is that it kind of feels staticky, like when your mm. hand, like you've you've had it raised or whatever, and you lower it, and all the blood rushes back in, and it feels all tingly and weird. That's fun. I like that. Ooh. Do you think it feels cold or do you think it feels hot? I don't think it feels temperature. Okay, necessarily. I don't think it feels cold. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I think it feels like very absent in a way yeah i like Um, that like if i wasn't looking at my own hand touching it i sort of wouldn't be able to feel my hand if i may so when i think of static electricity 
which is one of the things I'm sort of picking up from that. When I'm thinking of static electricity and what that feels like, that does have a warmth to it. It does. Mm-hmm. Like, in and of itself, the actual electricity has a warmth to it. So it would almost be interesting if that feeling is there without the warmth, though. So it's just a zap feeling in a cold, which is not ever supposed to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. zap and cold is not a thing that exists. I'm kind like, of picturing, like, the pins and needleiness of, yeah. like, when your hand falls asleep. Yeah. Or, That's... like, when it's Ooh. been asleep and you've ceased to notice it and you're trying to get it to wake back up again. Like, that mm-hmm. kind of unpleasant mm-hmm. sensation. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm mm-hmm. sort of fi- picturing as well. I, li- I don't know how, but I just felt that in my ankle. Honestly, I'm sitting cross-legged and, like, as you guys are describing it, I was, like, touching my ankle, like... <laughs> sitting mostly on my ankle. Oh, uh, you got a case of ghost ankle. Oh yeah, <laughs> the podcast ghost has come for you. I got, I got Tim ankle. Tim ankle. I, <laughs> I got an injury. Please, Mister Ankle was my dad. Call me Tim. <laughs> please, please. Oh my god. Call me Tim. MJ. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Are not you... the responsible one. I just play her on podcast. <laughs> I have missed y'all so much. Aww. This is incredible. I have missed good. y'all it's so good to much. Be back. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, oh. So, Cecilia, what do you do when you feel the sensation? I think you reach out and you touch mm-hmm. it. And uh, what do you do there? Do you sort of linger and explore it? Do you withdraw your hand? I think Cecilia immediately withdraws when she feels the... Um... Mm-hmm. The tinglies and looks up to see. I, does it have a head? I think it has a face. Okay. We can decide if it has a head. <gasps> I mean, does it doesn't necessarily have to have a head, but to I, <laughs> Cecilia sort of looks up to see if its like face has turned towards her or if it seems to have noticed being gently touched by a child. I kind of have <laughs> being stroked by a child. I kind of have oh. a feeling about this thing. That maybe it looks different when you're looking directly at it than it does out of the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That's yeah. a very hard thing to describe in a non-visual medium. <laughs> it's a very hard myself. thing to describe in a visual medium as well. <laughs> yeah, I literally always back myself into this corner where I have like a very cool visual cue for something. And then I'm like, oh shoot, I have to describe that because I can't do a visual cue here. <laughs> oh. But I, it, there's an impression I have of this thing that when you are perceiving it directly... I don't know if it's that you have like some influence over it, but I think what you are expecting to see makes a difference. Maybe that's the best way to put it. I think the thing that made the difference in your ability to see this thing, period, is knowing that it was there. So I kind of like the idea Mm. of playing with this thought that to a certain extent, what you are perceiving might not ever be its true form. If indeed it has one, what you are perceiving is your expectation of the ghost. Okay, I really like And that's that. not really important beyond, like, an aesthetic level, but I think that there's something mm-hmm. significant about the idea that you see what you look for. Yeah. Which might be entirely why... What, it might be entirely why, in this moment, I'm literally flashing back to the thing I listened to literally yesterday, <laughs> and then just in my mind imagining that it is that, but, like, all black instead of what I believe was described as, like, mostly white in the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. long, weird limbs. Um, anyway, I... <laughs> could you tell it got to me just a little bit? Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> um, I think why that's just sticking in my brain, there were so many aspects of that that felt sort of scary. So when I'm thinking, like, what is this thing that is heavy and also would probably appear as scary to a 14-year-old mm-hmm. or younger than that... Um, what does that, like, what is that? And I guess that's sort of why I'm jumping to that thing, because that's also eternally scary for anyone of any age. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's serial imagery. Mm. But I think that, yeah, this thing mm-hmm. maybe has a, has a concept of a head, and I think it is looking at you. I think it noticed you sort of sticking your hand into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, uh, would, that would make sense. I would notice if somebody stuck their hand into me. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, what? Oh, uh, it's looking at you. Uh. But I think all it's doing is uh. looking at you. I think it has sort of turned those... Uh, I, th- I think we said it had red eyes. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds like something a child <laughs> This feels like a creature that would have red eyes. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it has sort of turned those those large red eyes down at you, but it is not making any move as if to attack you in any way. Okay. 
I don't like that. It's eyes are red. I don't like that. I <laughs> very gently and calmly. <laughs> I have another potentially bold move. Okay, let's hear it. Kiss it. You know kiss when it. you find a. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna kiss it. Stelian <laughs> is not that desperate. Dang. Woo. Lord Jesus. Wait, can I say dang? Mm, okay, I think we can. Okay. I think this is probably like a PG thirteen. Just in case, this is me saying dang for edit later. One, two, three. Dang. There you go. Um, so, oh, Cecilia, you know when you find, like, a stray cat and mm-hmm. it's not immediately afraid of you and you sort of put your hand out and let it sniff your hand? <laughs> oh, my Hell God. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Do it, but also... <laughs> Do it. I don't know how Mongoose is going to react, but do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the ghost is going to react. That's but fair. She just, I mean, she's like a, she's a pretty tall 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. She's. I think she can sort of like, she's looking at Millie out of the corner of her eye and trying to be like, please don't think I'm weird. And just like putting backs of her fingers, like her hand out. I'm doing the motion. Let's, I don't know. But just like. The, the, the way you would to, like, cat. Um, like Sure, sure, sure. I, I am approaching you gently uh, up to sort of its weird little face. Unfortunately, I do think at this, <laughs> I, I think it would be weird not to have somebody yeah, notice no, you're, this. Yeah, no, you're valid. <laughs> so I think sort of like you are doing this, and maybe Adam has not noticed you, but I think Millie, like, sort of leans to the side a little bit and, and just looks at you like, um, something I can help you with, Cecilia? No. I'm good. (laughs) Can I use use my blunt flaw? Yes. (laughs) Can I use my blunt flaw to be like, I think there's a ghost right there. (laughs) On a, like right there. I am gonna. Can you see it? (laughs) Use my skill of being direct, intuitive. Uh Uh-huh. And that is just like, I'm gonna say, Oh, I, I think there's just a cold spot. I don't know. I walked through here earlier and it was, I don't know. It's nothing. It's fine. A cold spot like a ghost, huh? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks for the records, Millie. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're all in agreement to to beat a retreat, you can do so at this point. Um, if yeah, you were going to I, stay and try to continue this conversation, I, w- I would make there be some sort of role. But I think just to <laughs> make some awkward comments and then peace out is is suitably in character. I don't think that would alarm anybody. Pretty much as soon as an adult notices and it starts to be like a stressful situation, Cecilia becomes full like mom trying to get all the kids in the van for soccer <laughs> practice. Like, no, we got to go. You got to put your shoes on in the car. Like- <laughs> that is beautiful imagery. And I just that is beautiful imagery. I sort of, as as we are leaving, look back at Adam and... That's Mr. Kennedy to you. Well, yeah. Th- He's thank young. you. <laughs> thank you. Um, um, Got him. Look at the Kennedy dude. Um, I'm going to go back because rebellious and whatever. Um, <laughs> like, as a sort of say, watch out for ghosts, dude. Just watch out for ghosts. You specifically, because it seems <laughs> to like you a bit. And then I'm just going to gonna head out nice ominous warning for a man with post-traumatic that's a it's i'm sort of beginning to assume that everybody thinks mongoose is crazy <laughs> a little bit which is fine like just slightly uh i think as soon as the door to the record station closes behind you you feel totally different like the atmosphere sort of changes you know when you walk out of a room that is stressful and into a room where things are just like oh my gosh i can breathe again you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think that's very palpable there may have been sort of a, a heaviness to the air inside that you couldn't recognize until it wasn't there anymore mm-hmm. but suddenly you know you feel like you can breathe easier the sun is shining the air is clean and there is this immediate sense of relief that sweeps over all of you Ooh. wow uh, that was a lot. How y'all doing? You saw it though, right? You you saw it that time? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I stuck my hand in it. <laughs> you touched it? I maybe touched it. Oh my gosh. I mean, I did, it felt really weird. I So I don't, I mean, I don't know if I like touched it, but I touched something around it I did not care for. That's so wild. Was it like friendly or did it do anything? What is? Because it looked like it was just looking at you and not doing anything. I mean, I... I didn't, it didn't look friendly, but it didn't act like it was going to do anything to me. Did you think it was a cat? I noticed that hand oh. motion and <laughs> I, I'm concerned that didn't look like a cat to me. Wait, did you see well, a cat? No, but I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it, maybe it's friendly. Hmm? Maybe it's nice. I don't think it's friendly. <laughs> I'm interested in believing the best about people or potentially ghosts. I don't know. I want. I just wanted to see. It's important for us to have empirical evidence. That's fair. I, I think at this, Davy kind of like nudges Cece and is like, well, clearly Eamon has the empirical evidence of being afraid of this thing. <laughs> That's so cute. And we should be nice. Eamon... Is it okay if I ask if it ever hurt you or your dad? Yeah, I mean, you you can ask, I guess. Did it hurt it... you or your dad? <laughs> oh, dang. I've never seen it hurt my dad. But, well, and I, it's never actually hurt me, but it makes him act different. And then sometimes he'll say or do things that, I don't know, I know he wouldn't normally do, but... It's still scary, even if I know it's not him. I don't think... I think Cecilia is going to take the the moment to apologize to Eamon, because Davy made a good point. <laughs> um, so she's she's going to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that it might upset you. I, I kind of got carried away in there. Are you all right? No, it, it, it's okay. I, I don't know. You know, it's hard because all... I've had until now is just guesses and things I've seen. I don't know what to do now that somebody else has seen it, you know? It's kind of like, what if somebody else sees something different than me? Or what if I'm, I've am i been wrong about everything this whole time? But it's nice not being the only one. I just... Yeah. That makes sense to me. I was gonna say, it looked kind of like the stuff in your sketchbook, right? Everyone, do you? Yeah, does everyone yeah I mean, think it, kind of... it definitely did to me. It it really looked exactly like it. I apologize. You are great with likenesses. I feel like I didn't emphasize that enough before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you compliment their drawing, um, Eamon brightens up significantly. Good. Got some skills there. Got some skills there with the pen and um, pencil. I don't think we should hang around, though, because I have a feeling... That Mr. Kennedy is going to come out of the um, record station and then he's going to have that thing on his back again. And, well, if that room made us feel weird and now we're outside, will outside feel weird then? Oh. I would like to not find out if outside's going to feel weird. Do you want to go back to my house and we can, like, sit down and maybe have a Pop-Tart or something? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes! You don't have to ask me twice ever! I want a hundred Pop-Tarts from you and your dad! You got the strawberry ones, right? Oh, always for you. Fantastic. Eamon, do you like Pop-Tarts? Have you had a Pop-Tart before? Yeah, I love Pop-Tarts. What's your favorite flavor? <laughs> um, I like any of the ones with icing on them. This oh podcast gosh. not sponsored mm. by Pop-Tarts. <laughs> My mom gets those, and then she stopped getting those because she didn't like how I was acting. She said I was acting like a little rebel. <laughs> so she doesn't get the ones with frosting on them anymore, but Cece gets them. Uh. They make me feel like a little rebel. <laughs> oh, goodness. <clears throat> the best dang little rebel in the universe. <laughs> 
Something I did want to uh, bring up mechanically is that I know we had talked before about this idea of training up Eamon's magic powers and uh, sort of having like a fun training montage over the next few days. I still want to do that. I think the best way to do this, um, maybe both mechanically and narratively, is I want to let each of you pick like a magic effect you want to work on or like a cool move or something. And then narratively, we'll decide that like, that's what your character is working on with Eamon, like helping them come up with and develop. And then whenever that comes up in the fiction, if Eamon ever needs to use it, then you'll be the one that rolls for it. Make sense? Ooh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's this. really cool. So sort of through the course of whatever we want this montage to be after Pop-Tarts are consumed and uh, feelings are processed, then uh, we'll sort of roll into this idea that each of you has some cool idea of how Eamon can maybe use their magic powers. And uh, that will be what we move forward with. That'll be the direction that we Mm -hmm. that we use it in. Cool. Okay. Rad. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to bug Mr. Price. Right. Cecilia Price. Cecilia Price, yes. <laughs> I'm going to bug Mr. Price about how many Pop-Tarts I'm allowed to put in my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Hey, Mr. Price. This is Eamon, and also how many Pop-Tarts am I allowed to have? Am I Mr. Price? You okay. can be Mr. Price if you want. <laughs> okay. That would be awesome. Do it. I I can. <clears throat> let me let me make a man voice. I'm picturing Mr. <laughs> Any voice is a man voice. This. I'm picturing Mr. Price with like huge glasses and sideburns and a polo shirt. I don't know if that's the same vision that you have, but uh yes, but he does also have a little like middle-aged man ponytail. Oh, very yeah. good. It's 1976. <laughs> uh, uh kind of thinning on top ponytail. Mm-hmm, sure. Sort of a Ben Franklin situation. <laughs> Um, ben Franklin, inventor of the Pop Tart. <laughs> yes, um, we, ha- we simply have to stand. That um, is so oh. strong. I that is so strong as an image, and I just I stand. I think Mr. Price, whose name sure exists, is <laughs> pretty familiar with uh, Mongoose and Davy on account of being like sort of the most stay at home like be home Mm -hmm. pretty close after work kind of parent of the like sicka street gang and uh he (laughs) he immediately ruffles davy's hair uh (laughs) like over the cap and says how about two 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 packages no no two two I feel like your mom would never let you come over here again if I gave you two packages. You know how she says you act like a little rebel. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Dang it. I was going to make up a, a little lie, but then you caught me. I've already had some Pop-Tarts today. That's why I'm acting like a little rebel. Um, are you sure I can't just have one full package, which I think is six Pop-Tarts? <laughs> uh, well, let's see about maybe next time, but I don't know if... I'll have to talk to your mom about uh, your little attitude. And he—it's very good natured. He—he he does another ruffle. He—he like—he loves this kid. He also likes baseball. He like likes <laughs> okay, baseball. well I'm holding you to it, Mr. Price. All right, and he winks. Uh, and then Davey so goes. Friendly. By the way, this is Eamon again. Oh, oh, oh! Hi. Um. He's kind of an awkward man, I expect, because he's <laughs> Cecilia's dad. Uh, I think the only piece of characterization we have ever given him is that he gave Cecilia a very gay knife. Uh-huh. Uh, what's his favorite band? <laughs> oh, yes. I feel like that's how oh we characterize God. people in AHP 76. What's his favorite band? Oh, that is true. Um, I feel like he's very into Steely Dan. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. yes. I, I yes. feel like I understand him now. He's, it's Alex Core. This is Alex, Dad Sona. Uh, <laughs> thinning hair and Ben Franklin. Looks my thinning hair. I, I also invented Pop Tarts and love Davy, so that's fair. You do, yeah, yeah. It's good. Just to like me. Ben Franklin. Um, ben Franklin. I would complain Davey about getting fan. dragged on this podcast, but like, I can't even call it dragging. It's just stating facts about Alex. <laughs> this is true. Alex is Ben Franklin invented. <laughs> Loves Davey and Steely Dan. <laughs> we are simply stating fact. Oh man, he's kind of awkward, but he's he's also like aware that Cecilia has not made friends beyond Mongoose and Davey in mm-hmm. ever. 
Um, <laughs> there are like some casual quiz bowl acquaintances, but they've never been to the house or anything. So right, he for sure. is making an extra special effort and he's like, hi, Eamon, do you, uh, do you want some Pop-Tarts too? I can, I can get the toaster oven going and we can really do it up right. Oh, um, yeah, if, 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 if that's not too much trouble. That'd be nice. Not at all. I've got the uh, the chocolate ones with the frosting. That's my <gasps> favorite. I don't know if you've got a favorite. Eamon, like, covers their mouth with hands of wonderment. Eyes, like, fully wide. Bless. Oh, oh. It's my child. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Price is going to shuffle off and, like, plug in the toaster oven and get several trays worth of Pop-Tarts going for all of the children. Oh, my God. A good dad. Phenomenal. He's a very good dad, and I, I, I appreciate him so very much. Be the dad you wish to see in the world. <laughs> yeah! That, if truer words have never been spoken, that is a quote for this week. Hey, Mr. Price? What's up, Davey? Have you ever been in the war? <laughs> That's a great question that I did not think of. I should have. Have you ever been <laughs> in the war? Probably not, I don't think. You like, could always say that he had some sort of reason not to be in the war. Maybe he He's was a socialist. He objected. In <laughs> no, he wouldn't know. have been in school at the time. I don't know what his job is. Um, it could be a health issue. Maybe he's got real bad asthma. You know what? It would track because I'm sure Cecilia does as well. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I wasn't in the war, Davy. I um, I'm not. I'm just a little nerd. You know, they really needed big, strong people to... Mr. Price, you're so cool! You're not even a nerd a little bit! You like <laughs> all the cool things, like Pop-Tarts and baseball, and sitting on the couch, and Steely Dan. Uh, Eamon mutters, and not going to the war. And not Aww. going to the war, Eamon said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all cool stuff. God, I did not expect to have to, like, talk about the complicated <laughs> politics of the Vietnam War as an adult. <laughs> um, I think he's he's going to sort of, like, kneel down and put his hand on, on Davy's shoulder and say, you know, a, a lot of people didn't have a choice about going to the war. Um, and I, in some ways, I was really lucky that I could stay here and, and be with my family. But also... It's complicated, and you should maybe ask your mom about it. Uh, mom doesn't really like talking about the war because of my dad and all. Yeah, because of your dad and all. And he sort of, like, ruffles your hair. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel really lucky, and I feel really sad for my friends who weren't. Mm. Can I have an extra Pop-Tart? The GM is going to make the executive decision. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I'm going to make the executive decision that the Pop-Tarts are burning. Yeah, I was going to say, Davey goes, can I have another Pop-Tart? For the sadness? Yeah, okay. <laughs> another Pop-Tart for the sadness. God. Oh, dear. Mr. Price goes off to put the Pop-Tarts on a plate. <laughs> Maybe, like, process some complicated adult emotions. So my technical question. Yes. I know that we discussed kind of briefly what... Eamon's powers were. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what we said because it's been a minute. That's okay. Um, I, I don't think that we discussed them in any complexity. Uh, and part of that was intentionally to sort of leave the door open a little bit. Okay. There are in the Kids on Bikes manual, and this might be what you're referring to, sort of like a list of options to choose from. Yeah. Um, and you can pull from there and we can sort of build it out, which I know we did sort of look at loosely at one point, but also I don't think we ever confirmed those on air. So that's kind of loosey goosey. Mm. I'm looking at the list now. I've been looking at it for like the last five minutes just because I'm, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, because I'm that person who just likes to like look at a sure. list and be like, ooh. Power move. That's okay. Let what me pull it up too so I can like help out. Um, well, one of them... One of them that I kind of like, just sort of mm -hmm. generally, is the ability to create illusions. Mm, okay. Because when you look at that one and you sort of think about it in, I don't know, thinking about that in a few different ways, that can also be um, changing a different illusion or changing the appearance of another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like sort of putting an illusion around that thing. Um 
one of the reasons I like that is that seems like a good thing that might come up in terms of making something seem less scary. For sure. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just feel so that that one stuck out to me because it felt good. It also sort of in my mind came with the like possible thing to dispel an illusion in some way. Um, That's also specifically fun to me because I really love the idea of like mongoose see through all of the lies, truther society, like Jefferson over here, um, being the one to sort of say, like, I think we should use your magic powers to control perception of things. That's fascinating to me. I think that's fun. (laughs) That is very fun. Oh, man. That's very fun. As long as it's not the one above it, which is create false memories, that feels like a problem to me. And I, just, I can't <laughs> yeah, like that's that. messed up and bad. Davy's been a memory this whole time. A fake. No, no. How dare you do this to me? Pat? I would lose my that's mind. That's my son. I would lose my mind. Oh man. Alex, I'll talk to you after the game. No. <laughs> <laughs> We already talked about it, don't you remember? Oh, of course. Oh, no, my false memories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, that that was why I was thinking about that, and I sort of just had a general question. I could not remember whether or not we had, like, specifically said, like, they can do these sets of things. Uh, these I things think we of... chatted about it, because that's where the idea of controlling plants telepathically came from. Yes. But, but again, that's all that's all fast and loose and flexy. It doesn't really matter to me. Hmm. I am not too concerned if you make this tiny child overpowered. That is, that is the least <laughs> of my worries. They can do everything. This tri- tiny child must be overpowered, actually. <laughs> actually, it is critically important that this tiny child be uh, like ridiculously overpowered. The strongest child ever. I mean, here's the thing. You all have perfectly regular children, and you've already broken the plot beyond repair, so... <laughs> oh, no! Plot? No, I'm kidding. I am kidding. That is so funny to me. That, that's funny to me. Because... I don't know that that was a joke. <laughs> I don't know that was a joke. I think you might be on. Uh, you've not. You've not broken the meta plot. I think in any given moment, the plot is being actively shattered. But on the whole, the plot remains intact. Yay! Yeah. Um, We're doing listen, great, Sometimes lads. you want to pet a ghost like it's a kitty. <laughs> sometimes you gotta. Sometimes it's important. Uh, does anybody else have any strong feelings about sort of like what magical ability you want to? coax out of your friend that ghost kitty thing might come back um i just need to tell you that MJ, that might come back as a possible thought in theory all right i don't have any other questions i'm looking at the thing right now and i'm sort of i'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm getting my montage sequence in mind i'm not but i'm curious could we do something like communing with nature because they seem to like to go out into yeah the woods and vibe in the woods and maybe maybe not necessarily commune with, like, animals and stuff, mm-hmm. and maybe not, like, talk to, like, a tree, but, like, have some sort of deeper connection um, tied. The, uh, the classic power of vibing. <laughs> the true. <laughs> that tried and true vibing sci-fi ability. Vibing. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like that. I'm sort of picturing something, like, maybe... Uh, like a meditative sort of exercise in which, you know, when they are in nature, they can like sense things by sort of utilizing the sensory capacity of the woods around them, if that makes sense. Like, oh, I can tell there are people coming because like there are people moving through the leaves and things over there. And I'm tapped into the greater imagery here. I can hear the footsteps yeah. in the woods. I am vibing, <laughs> as it were. I, I am just straight vibing, lads. I think... Ooh, that makes me want to change this one to can just, like, to change the wording of it to can see through illusions. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I like best. Mm -hmm. I think that one would make more, the most sense considering, like, we got to see the truth. We got to find the truth. Cool. Yeah, I like that. And also Mm -hmm. because fairies in the woods just seem like a good idea. And, like, that might be a thing. And that might be one of the ways in which <laughs> that might be one of the ways in which dispel illusion comes up. I don't know that it would work, but I mean, 
it's a thing to try. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, I love this. I think that uh, mm-hmm. that Davy and Cecilia are are playing in a world of like, let's address the problem at hand. And I think Mongoose is addressing the problem of, okay, 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 but like, how can I train an assistant? <laughs> <laughs> Once we get all this ghost business sorted out, I'm still going to have questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, I, there is that. I think there is also the the sort of the intuitive thing of like there there is something at play here that we can't see. And that for might sure. be because it is being obscured somehow. Illusion is sort of a vague word for me. Um, mm-hmm. Insofar as like. That could be, like, just something that is something we can see visibly that isn't actually there, or, like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe that has something to do with the cloaking ability, like, the fact that we can suddenly now see it, but other people can't because they can't, like, I don't, I don't know why yeah, they can't. let's just, let's, let's call it what it is. Let's just call it true sight. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just call yeah. it, like, true sight, and yes. then we can, we can vibe with that. Yes. And, you know, that might be something like just enhancing your perception abilities in general. So you can, like, look at somebody and know if they're lying to you or you can see, like, spectral forces at play or you can, like, read somebody's mood more effectively or their body language more effectively than a regular person would be able to. I think there's there's tons we can do with that without having to nail it down. I like it. Perfect. I like it. Wonderful. Yeah, great. (laughs) Plotting. Mm -hmm. I love plotting. It's fun. Any thoughts, MJ? Do you know what you want yet? Yeah. I do. I do. I looked at it okay. and I, I have uh, some in mind. I can talk. I can talk about it. <laughs> you, you don't have to. We can talk That's about it. Problem. We can talk about it on mic. We can talk about it off mic. We can talk about it just like in the moment when it comes up. I was going to sort of save it for like actual, if we were doing kind of like a, a cinematized montage. Yeah, that's totally like fine. Cues. Save it then. Yeah. Okay. I'm saving it then. Okay. So I think after... Um, Maybe an unplanned meditation on the political coercion of the war machine. You, you all get to enjoy your Pop-Tarts without pestering Mr. poor Mr. Price too much further on any of those complicated life lessons. It was decided that Cecilia's backyard should be the training site because it's the biggest, I think. Yes. <laughs> and because we did specifically... Cecilia, upper middle class. We love to see it. <laughs> and we did specifically decide that it faces away from the street. I think. So you specifically have a backyard instead of a front yard, which was the other important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I think uh, they're probably all sitting around the kitchen table, like, finishing up their Pop-Tarts and, like, kind of, you know, vibing and <laughs> thinking about the events of the I day. I would like to uh, ask, during all of this, uh, Davey asks Eamon, Hey, um, can I go through your sketchbook again? That stuff is really cool. Oh, um, yeah, you can take a look. Cool, thank you. And Davy starts flipping through it and kind of scoots over and every so often being like, I really like this one because the color oh. that you use is one of my favorite colors. And if you actually turn it upside down, it kind of looks like a dinosaur, which when I was younger, I really liked dinosaurs. But if you flip it back right side up, it looks like how it's supposed to look, you know? And then if you look at it on this page and kind of, you know, does uh-huh. a Davy. That's so cute. I could, I could draw you a dinosaur if you want. <gasps> I'm kind of over dinosaurs now. I was really into them when I was like eight or nine. You know what I'm really into? I really like baseball. Do you think you could draw me a baseball? Or maybe you could draw some of my favorite players. I bet you're really good at that. No, wait, that's too much to ask. A baseball is fine. <laughs> oh, well, people people are kind of hard, but baseballs are really easy. Could you draw me one, please? That would be so cool. I mean, I don't want to force you to. I just, you know, that would be really neat. Um, <laughs> But also, I understand and respect artists' time and stuff. <laughs> Bill said, Bill, Bill was dating this girl who was an artist. And anytime I asked her to draw me something, she was like, get me some money first. She's like, time is important to the artist. And you can't just take artists' time by asking them to draw whatever for free. And she wasn't mean about it. She was really nice. She was educating me. But then Bill and her broke up because she started seeing this guy at a different school, but not seriously. And then they started getting more serious and Bill was kind of nervous about it. And then Bill kind of had this big explosion. By the way, Bill is my brother. Uh, Bill had this big explosion 
and they broke up. I really liked her. Uh, her name was Laura. I I do oh. fully appreciate that David I'm just sorry. told all of his business. <laughs> like, just all of Bill's business. <laughs> Point of interest, Cecilia is immediately like. <laughs> I was gonna say, I pictured Cecilia like snapping a pencil. Of <laughs> what a nudge! Ooh. <laughs> she is gripping her pop oh, no! so hard. I think Mongoose is gonna nudge Cecilia and be like, "That's your chance." Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> the p- Cecilia looks visibly nauseous. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um. I think maybe Mr. Price goes to clear the Pop-Tart plates away and uh, sort of... Yeah. You kids finished? You had enough to eat? Do you want any real food? Mr. Price, I have a question again. It's not going to be about the war this time, I promise. Cool. Shoot. What's your first name? (laughs) (laughs) It's Starwipe. I'm living. (laughs) God bless. Wow. Cece, I didn't know your dad was named that. That's a really cool name. It's a wild name. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Do you think he'll mind if we go outside and just sort of sort of chill there for a bit? No, I mean, he he mostly, he's either, you know, up in his office, mm. uh, working on whatever his job is that we didn't necessarily <laughs> flesh out. I'm 14. Um, I here, know, I will I give you this. For a living. You absolutely can hear the sweet sounds of Steely Dan coming oh, to God you bless. through the windows, which informs all of you, but especially Cecilia, that this man will not be paying a bit of attention to anything happening in the backyard. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> know if his office is facing the backyard or not, but... It is reel it in the years or it is nothing. Fabulous. I, I was actually... So, Alec, I'm sorry. I, I had a I had a thing for this, but it's not real and in the years. It's not okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Cecilia hears Steely Dan kick up in sort of the like the home like family room, uh, uh-huh. and she says, mm, "That's pretzel logic. We do have a solid half hour." Yes. <laughs> <Work>. <laughs> Phenomenal, and. Uh, so with with those beautiful tunes wafting through the the evening air and stomachs full of pop tart and I think the glow of a slowly setting sun, um, the four of you have the backyard to yourselves and I think that maybe we sort of pull back camera and lose the audio as we watch all of you sort of excitedly uh, gesturing and maybe indicating your ideas to Eamon for what they should be doing and uh, big smiles on everyone's faces as sort of the worst parts of the day seem to conveniently slip away with all of you together working on a a common goal. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, that makes me feel good. They're good kids. This is just waving his arms in the air in a circular fashion, just sort of repeatedly. And I cannot explain to you why. It has nothing to do with anything, but specifically... They are simply (laughs) vibing. They are simply vibing. Is it not enough simply to vibe? Oh, you know what? I know why. I just Mm want to say that Whatever Mongoose is doing, Davy is like excitingly cheering them on, just like yes, yeah, like you can't hear it obviously, but like you see Davy's arms like shoot up to like cheer Mongoose on, like yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so cool. <laughs> oh. Nature. It is. It was a just fully a nature oh. dance. It was a nature interpretive dance for no reason. Um. 